the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> I tried to beat you to the robot voice I know thing. I did. <laughs> uh, we should just do the whole thing. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. <laughs> how are you, Natalie? Um, well, during our watch, we learned some really yeah. sad um, coincidental news as we were watching it. As we were watching our shows, we uh, read the news that uh, James Michael Tyler... Is that his name? That's his name. Who played uh, Gunther, Gunther. Yeah. On, on Friends, passed away at the age of 59 from uh, prostate cancer. It's too young. Yes. And, you know, he's one of the best, you know, character actors this show has given us. And um, He you know, appeared on more episodes of Friends than any other non regular yeah and we're in such an early phase of the show that we haven't really gotten to the good gunther i mean he hasn't even had a line yet he's yeah been back there you've pointed him out but you know his like main arc uh i don't but i don't remember um i guess i learned a little because i was looking him up Oh, okay um but i was mostly uh, reading about his his uh he worked as a barista for real at oh at the Bourgeois Pig, a place <gasps> I know you places. know well. Yes. The place that was, before you and I met, I went to the Bourgeois Pig because it was just a few blocks from my first apartment here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and right next to the... Just a few UCB doors down from theater. the UCB UCB Theater on Franklin. Yep. So that's where he was working as a barista when he got the job on, on Friends. Uh, I didn't know that, but that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace to... James Michael Tyler. Yes. Very, very sad news. Very sad way to start the episode. Uh, but I guess that's what we do. I think the best way to celebrate his life is to watch, watch the show, watch Friends. And now, I, I, I mean, I, I, I look forward to him actually becoming a named character on the show. Yeah. Um, but that is, it will be tinged with a bit of sadness now, you know? Um, sort of like... I guess when we, you and I have watched all of Angel multiple times, Mm -hmm. you know, and we love Lorne, but it's it's sad that Andy Hallett. uh, And also, um, who's the uh, uh, Doyle? Um, Oh yeah, from the first season, yeah, Yeah. Glenn Quinn um, passed away as well. Yeah, Angel, sad show. Yeah, Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Friends, uh, and we're going to start talking about season one, episode twenty-one, the one with the fake Monica. And we jump right in. This this episode does not open at McLaren's. It opens in the, apart- in the apartment. Not McLaren's. Yep. That would be weird if a friend's episode opened at McLaren's. <laughs> it's not open at Central Park. Perk. We don't even see Gunther at all this episode, do we? Oh, we do. Oh, we do? Oh, he's back there, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, but we're at the apartment, and, and Monica is going through a credit card bill because her credit card number has been stolen, and she's had some front fraudulent charges. Um, weirdly, something that I just went through. Yeah, I mean, it's happened to the best of us. Um, my debit card had a weird, like, it's always, like, suspicious when a charge shows up in your account that's exactly $100. Like, how often do you mm-hmm. buy something that's, like, that will be $100? <laughs> it's like, yes. so that was, like, the first thing I was like, wait, uh, when did I spend exactly $100? And was, it was, like, a an auto place that... That we looked it up and it was closed. closed down, yeah. Yeah, so it was clearly, like, a fake thing. I don't know where they got my number, but I had to change my... I get a new debit card, which sucks because like all my like automatic monthly payments, yeah. uh, you know, have to, 
uh, be updated. It's, it's, it's annoying. I've just gone through that annoyance myself. So I felt for Monica, but that's not really the point. We'll get to the point. Um, and they didn't even use the term identity theft, which I think is like, did that come after? Yeah. I, I feel like that's more of an internet age thing. And yeah. friends is not, cause she's not like, when I say she's going through her credit card statement, she's literally holding paper the statements paper in her, statements. in her hand. Yeah. Um, which is not like, I don't remember the last time I looked at uh, like a, a credit card statement, right. like in my hand and like looked at the charges. I'd look at it on well, the my website. parents. Do. Well, yeah, your parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always thought that identity theft was like a, a misnomer because they're not stealing your identity. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's like a, a larger. Right. But I guess the idea <laughs> is they could like do long-term damage to your your like reputation and your credit and stuff like that. In sure. That, but I guess in like the philosophical sense, like your identity is not your money or your, right. who you present this to the is, internet. So this is a larger, our, our, uh, capitalist society exactly. that says you are what you, you are, make, what you, you spend, are your job. You, you yeah. Yeah. Produce. You are a consumer. Exactly. That sees your, financial statement history exactly. as your as your identity when really That's, it's about so much more exactly you know? so as a, as about a pinko what you love. myself is it pinko yeah i've always known that to be okay um the other thing that happens in this opening scene is that marcel is humping everything which yeah. if you i already hate marcel you hate everything about this it just makes it even worse yeah. uh, i don't like this kind of humor mm-hmm. i don't like monkeys to begin with this is uh, disturbing me. But then we get, we get through the opening uh, titles. Finally, we're at Central Park. Chandler is helping Joey pick out a stage name. Yeah. Because I guess Joey's manager or agent says that Tribbiani, like, you shouldn't be so it's ethnic. Too ethnic. Too yep. ethnic, which is like, yeah. this isn't like the 40s, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, uh, you don't need to change your name to john wayne or Cary grant or right. all those people who those aren't the real names um uh john wayne's real first name was marion really i don't remember his last name Cary grant's real name is archibald leach Ooh. which like feels like yeah, that feels like a cool name yeah <laughs> anyway that's uh archie leach yeah he, archie he could have been archie anyway uh so yeah, for first like Joe, where he's like, "Oh, I, I should be a Joe," like because Joey makes me feel like I'm this small. And then the waitress, who's like a hot waitress we haven't seen before, yeah, he's like, oh, "But I'm not." Like it was we a have lame, seen her before. I got. I'm not as observant apparently as yeah, you are. She's always there. Um, do you think the neighbor, the listeners can hear our neighbor like fucking whittling or whatever he's doing? Out there? He's been whittling all day. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He's like sanding something. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't like that lame, like small penis joke. Like, no. Oh, the waitress is going to think I have a, and then he has to clarify, like, just so you know, it's not, it's not, it's not small. Yeah. Okay. Let's not, let's just not right. do yeah. that. Um, but then like Chandler's kind of pissed me off cause he's like, why don't you go by Joseph Stalin? Like, yeah. is that cruel to do to it's a mean. friend? Yeah. yeah. Like, like to play off of your friend's stupidity in a way that could hurt his career, could, like sabotage. And as his we career. know in this society, you are your work. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed fucked up to me that like, yes, it's funny that Joey doesn't know who Joseph Stalin is. That's funny. I agree. 
But like to, make to let fool, it go so yeah. far as to like send him off to like, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool thing. That's prank. like sending someone off, like knowing they have something in their teeth or something like it's making right. a fool out of your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's cruel. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, we, years, we watched that Wanda Sykes stand up bit where she talked about that shot of Donald Trump ascending the stairs to Air Force One with toilet paper on his foot. Yeah. And she was like, that's how you know no one around him respects him because you would stuff a stranger on the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, funny bit. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Monica decides she wants to like track down this woman, not because she's like going to exact justice, because she's jealous of the life that this woman yes. is living with her Identity, her yeah. credit card number. Yeah, so she's, she's like doing all this like fun, spontaneous stuff that Monica doesn't do. She's yeah. like going to see plays. She's taking a tap dance lesson. So she's Monica taking a decides, bunch of classes at the new school. Yeah, which is funny when Monica calls the new school and says, "I'm ta- this isn't my funniest line, yeah. so I could discuss it." But yeah. um, hi, I'm taking some classes um, with your school. Can you tell me what they are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how she shows up at the tap class. Yeah. Uh, and meets the real or meets the fake Monica. Yeah. Played by Claudia Shear is her name. I didn't recognize her. I didn't know her, her but, but I assume uh, she was like Broadway. Yes. I'm assuming actress. that's that sort of thing. She has yeah. that energy. Yeah. Um, she's clearly very talented. It's always yeah. weird when like someone is clearly very talented and you look up their IMDB. Like I have this thing because I'm such a movie and TV guy that I'm like, um, um, I forget about the stage, you know? Um, so I look up, oh, it's weird. This person never did anything. They probably have a great... Yeah, pages uh, and pages. That reminds me of uh, you, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. The first, there were two character, two actors who played Greg. Mm-hmm. You remember? Because the first Greg left, I remember looking on IMDb and being like, well, what did he do after he left the show? It's like, oh, weird. He didn't do that much. Oh, except he won a fucking Tony. He's like yeah. a huge stage star. But my brain, yeah. I forget to think about... The Tonys. Just the stage, the stage at all, general, which is yeah. my, my fault. I'm too movie and TV focused. Um, so yeah, she meets the fake Monica. She does that thing that only happens in movies and TV shows. Where she's like, my name is Ma-na-na. Like, <laughs> so she's Manana for the rest of the episode, which doesn't, I, I, didn't, I don't know, it didn't seem very, <laughs> Manana didn't seem like a funny name, but um, what are you going to do? I think I told you about my sister and her friend, like at a bar in college, like some dudes were hitting on them and my sister's friend, Laura gave the fake name. Oh, I'm Tina. And then my sister said, when they asked her her name, she said, Bettina. (laughs) And so their names were Tina and Bettina. And I wonder if these dudes knew that they were lying. That's a real, uh, so it does happen in real life. Yeah, I guess. Um, Okay, so she starts. They start hanging out, or or whatever. Um, but that's later. First, okay. Now Ross is all sad about um, Marcel because he finds out that he's going to have to give him up. Marcel's he's not going like, to outgrow this stage. Yeah, um, it's not just a, it's not just a stage. He's going to get violent. He's going to get aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I thought, as mean as Chandler was, Joey got him back with a funny line. When Ross says Mar- Marcel has reached sexual maturity, maturity, and Joey says to Chandler, "Hey, he beat you." Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny line. Yeah, uh, 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 but I still felt like this is me, uh, my like weird bias. Well, first, my bias against Ross, right, <laughs> and my weird bias against primates. Yeah, made me like not be as invested in the storyline as I clearly am supposed to be, and yeah. that's not a failing of the show. That's my hangups. That I'm just. 
I, I'm just like, I don't care how bad this is for how sad this is for Ross. I just want Marcel out of the picture, out of the picture, uh, which I guess I, I, I get. Um, but the only funny monkey thing that's ever happened on the show happened. And it didn't even involve Marcel. It's when the scene opens with Joey Ross and oh, Chandler yeah, yeah. doing the see no evil, hear no evil, yeah. speak no evil sitting, pose. Yeah, sitting uh, on the couch at Central Park. Yeah, because they're they're sad. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Um, the other thing I thought was fantastic, a running joke on this episode, was Ross trying to find a zoo for Marcel and talking about it like sending his As kid off to college. college. Yeah. It's very funny. It is very funny. Uh, I especially liked... Um, he had all these zoo brochures as if he's like looking through <laughs> yeah. like the college packets. Yeah. And like he says that like, uh, well, there's one thing he says that I'm saving for my funniest moment, yeah, but you'll uh, have to. he said, but when he talks about Miami being a possibility and Chandler's like, yeah, but that zoo's like two blocks from the beach. It's a real party zoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I liked that running, that running joke. Yeah. I loved, uh, so yeah, like I said, Monica, and or Manana and fake Monica mm-hmm. are hanging out. She's like fake Monica is like Manana's like manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. like showing her a whole new way mm-hmm. of looking at life. And they're like trying out for Broadway plays. They try out like, for cats. Yeah. Um, they get drunk together. They get drunk. Yeah. They crash an embassy party. Yeah. Uh, and fake Monica has a, I'll say a great monologue about dead poet society. Yeah. Cause you think like, because the whole like thing of that movie is Carpe Diem sees right. the day, and you right. think that she's going to say, um, "This is how uh, I live." That I, I, this movie taught yeah. me how to live, but she's like, "I hated that movie so much. I wasted two hours of my life. Had I said I'm never wasting any of my life ever again, I thought it was very funny." As a guy who defends Dead Poet Society on my other podcast, which is about movies, mm-hmm. my co-host Tyler Smith does not like dead poet society yeah i defend it even though i understand that it's corny yeah all the stuff that fake monica says about the kid who killed himself because he couldn't be in a play is dude wait a year yeah <laughs> move somewhere else and join a community theater it's very funny yeah um i i i, I loved that um but it disappointed the real monica because she's like oh yeah like oh, yeah. i love dead poets but oh. then she has a great line of like don't watch Miss Doubtfire. Don't watch Miss Doubtfire, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, all right, so then we get... I, I don't know if I should keep calling it out. It's it, like... Because it's not... Like we talked about last week. To, to some extent, we have to say, like... We have to acknowledge that this was the time that the show aired. Right. In a different way, I have to, like, just remember... Friends aired before 9-11. There's going to be establishing shots of New York with the World right. Trade Center towers yes. in it. But it's never not jarring always, to me yeah. to to see them. Yep. Um, so we get another establishing shot with the the towers. I don't know if that's something I should keep mentioning on, these sh- on this show. Obviously, it won't happen on How I Met Your Mother. Um, you, you, but I guess we need to be cognizant of September 11th when we're talking about Friends because we will sometime years in the future, we will get to a point right. where right. 9-11 has happened. Yeah. Um, and I do know enough to know that Friends doesn't really address it mm-hmm. um, because I know that there's a viral Reddit post of, I don't know, I've never show you this, that like, so. of like a Friends fan, like almost like in a fantasy way, like imagining an episode oh, in yes, which we did each of about, the Friends yes, like yes. acknowledges 9-11. It's like, 
so I guess cringy is yeah. it yeah it, um, but it's very I do uh, remember darkly that funny at the same time yeah um, when we get to it I'll bring it up again uh, so running out of potential zoos Ross is meeting with the guy who owns a sort of <laughs> wildlife it's a uh, like a cruel animal fighting ring that's yeah we eventually we very quickly learned from yeah. context clues that it's an animal fighting ring yeah but the guy is played by Harry Shearer yep. the uh, very funny comic actor and voice actor um, and and uh, and yeah he's very funny on the uh, on the show um, uh, obviously we Ross is not going to send Marcel to a fighting ring. He finds out that that Marcel got into the San Diego Zoo, which is obviously a big deal. Yeah. Uh, We got ahead of ourselves with the um, crashing the embassy party because that's next. That Monica comes home drunk and Rachel's like has to be like the, you know, the mom essentially like you're going to lose your job. You need to like focus. Um, Monica, uh, uh, I don't know if we should be putting physical comedy and like running j- motifs or whatever on friends. Yeah, I think, but her, like, uh, her turning on the sink and just drinking, drinking straight out of the faucet. The, yeah. And then what did she say? Like water's so good or something like water that. Water rocks. Water rocks. <laughs> uh, that was a very funny yeah. bit. Um, good for, for, um, uh, Courtney Cox. We don't we normally, when we talk about the physical comedy in the yeah. show, we're talking about David Schwimmer. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing as much as I rag on Ross, he's well, good at the I physical mean, comedy. Speaking of physical comedy, there was a lot of good, um, dancing. So when they go to the, oh, the yeah. top class, you know, Phoebe does some great comic dancing work. <laughs> yeah, she does. The, here, yeah, it's, it goes through. Phoebe does comic dancing, like yeah. not even trying to do the steps. But she, in her mind, is like yeah. doing it perfectly. But Courtney Cox does comic dancing, being bad at the steps. Yeah, and then Rachel does just being good, Surprisingly at it, which well, I yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, it didn't make my funniest line, but like immediately when they started the the number in class, Monica screams, "I'm not getting this!" And Phoebe's like, "I'm totally getting it!" And <laughs> she's her like, dance is not just even like facing the right way. About she's like, like she's not even tapping. Yeah, like a, uh, she's like at a fish concert yeah. or something. Um, uh, yeah. So then, but Monica sobers up real quick when she gets a phone call from her credit card company letting her know that someone's been arrested for, which is, I don't feel like your credit card company would be like, just so you know, no, that's we've like made an arrest. If you filed a claim with the police station, <laughs> yeah. filed a report at the police station, then they would maybe contact you. Yeah. Your but credit like, card company is just going to like let you know if they're going to give you a refund or not. And it's going to take months, by the reverse way. Reverse the charges and not tell you anything, but yeah. Um, and then she's able to go and visit her in jail yeah, she goes to, to, to visit her and comes clean about not being Manana and not being Pennsylvania Dutch, right. which is, we didn't even mention that. Yeah. Uh, that was part of her, her, her line. But and then she decided to go back to dance class on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you notice she's like standing in the doorway, like hemming and hawing or whatever. And then she gets called in and she's like, I'm in. And then she like drops her bag literally in In the the doorway. doorway. (laughs) And I wrote that as part of my themes because them behaving like they own whatever place they're in is it's so entitled, but they do it to central perk. Every, every place that they exist in, they just have like full range to do whatever they want. Yeah. 
uh and then but that's not the end of the episode the uh next scene is the tearful goodbye to marcel at the airport yeah it goes on for a while i don't care uh good riddance to marcel and then there's a sad when marcel like went into the cage i don't know i feel like animals in cages are sad no matter what yeah but do you think Real talk, do you think a monkey like Marcel would be better off at the San Diego oh. Zoo than in a New York City apartment? Absolutely. Yeah. As just, much as like zoos are, are problematic At the moment, too. the animal doesn't know what's going on, and it's a sad image, is all. Okay. Of course, this monkey should have always been, I mean, not at the zoo, but should have never been with Ross. And I yep. hope, like, in the real world, I would hope that he would be arrested. Like, the zoo would be like, why do you have this monkey to begin with? We have to report you to the authorities. This is illegal. Right? Yeah, it was something I don't know about arrested. No, he should Our be behind bars. He's enough. the one. He's the animal that should be behind bars. <laughs> um, and then we get a, uh, there's a, a, a post, like a, a tag at the end, which we've talked about. Friends has, how many mother doesn't do these Oh, like, right, tags. right. This is funny. The tag at the end, it's auditions. And I d- honestly didn't know if Monica or Joey was going to walk out. I didn't know if it was right. going to be a callback to the yes. cats audition yes, same. Yep. Uh, or if it was going to be Joey, but it was uh, Joey. And we find out that he has settled on a new stage name again, Chandler playing a joke on him, which is mean. Yeah. Uh, but so I laughed out loud at Holden McGroin. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed too. Uh, any other stray observations about this episode? Season one, episode 21, the one with the fake Monica before we move on to funniest moments. Um, no. Um, okay. Funniest moment number one for me with a bullet is when Ross finds out that Marcel didn't get accepted Mm -hmm. to the Scranton Zoo, which is like their fallback zoo. They take like dogs and cows. They take like dogs and cows. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of mine. The idea of dogs and cows in a zoo is very funny. Yeah, that was my funniest line. But then I had a, a second, which is kind of like just almost like a throwaway line. But when uh, Monica's going through her credit card statement and she's saying like, this should be my life, like art supplies, classes at the new school. And Phoebe says, but you're not an artist. And Monica says, I might be if I had the supplies. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, cute. No, I liked that. Um, I liked that she spent $70 on a wonder mop. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, my only other funniest line, as much as I thought the Joseph Stalin thing was mean, Chandler saying, bye bye birdie starring Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. I'm glad I get to go first because I saw you writing and I think we have the same thing. Maybe. Oh, um, maybe not. Um, in the airport goodbye scene. Oh, nope. Oh, okay. Uh, Ross's outfit, I like it. It's like some slacks. He's got a sort of very 90s, like oversized gray sport coat with uh, patch pockets. But the biggest detail is, yeah, to Marcel's goodbye, yeah. he's put on a banana pin a on banana the lapel. Brooch. He had a little brooch. Uh, his, the banana. Uh, yeah, I think it's a pin. It's a brooch. <laughs> Why is it a brooch if a, a woman wears it? I mean, a woman can wear a pin, but I feel like a brooch is more ornate. Okay. I mean, it was a golden banana. Yeah, okay, maybe it was a brooch. Maybe I just have a narrow no, definition right. of what a brooch You're is. You're right. Listeners, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what defines know. a brooch? Yeah, let us know the difference between a brooch and a pin. But uh, yeah, that's my number one fashion moment is definitely Ross's outfit topped off. As much as I don't like 
monkeys and i also weirdly don't like bananas the two aren't related it's a coincidence i'm just not a banana guy yeah but uh that pin was great it was and it was really cute to imagine him like well i have to like do a good send-off like, yeah what should i yeah add to my um I like that. Did you notice in the very first scene that Monica was um, cosplaying Mario? (laughs) (laughs) No. She had a red shirt and overalls. Like bright blue, like a very like it's primary. It's me, Monica. Color. Yeah, (laughs) it's me, Monica. Um, Um, One other for me. This is, I'm glad you, at this point, like months ago, you pointed out that this segment is just notable fashion, not necessarily like good favorite. Fashion. Yes, and I liked uh, props to the costume department. Oh, um, Harry Shearer's outfit was so wonderfully tacky. It was like a sort of blue, not pinstriped, like a irregular blue striped suit with a super shiny like satin blue shirt, and then like a tacky like casino floor type of blue tie okay. it was blue on it was like three different shades of blue that didn't go together and looked he looked like a sleazeball it was so clear from the beginning like don't trust this guy yes, because yes, of the, because of him. his suit um i liked um i liked rachel's like plaid leggings that she wore to the dance class oh okay and she's wearing like a a graphic tee yeah graphic tee and the plaid leggings um good segue though into my um props to the props okay was the um there was a whole scene in which monica was buttering garlic (laughs) bread yeah just a big like huge loaf and it made me want garlic bread and i also wanted i wanted the tool that she's using she's got like specific kitchen tools what uh, it it's just like, a, it's just a little like cheese knife. She's spreading cheese butter, kni- okay, or I guess a butter knife. But it looked like something that like a, a, a someone who's like putting up drywall would use, you know, like or a like spackle, a, like a like spackling. That's what it looked like. But it was well, she is a chef, so she probably has all the utensils. And I love the idea of I love specific tools. Yeah, you know, me too. Um, that uh, I remember. Um, I read the website, you know, I read the website, the takeout.com, which is a food mm-hmm. website. And they wrote, uh, forever ago about like, um, what are they called? Like the little, like poached egg cup thing, you know, mm-hmm. and how like basically the fewer uses a kitchen item has, the more of a luxury item mm-hmm. it is. So I like right. the idea right. of, of having a tool that is specifically for buttering a large, loaf of yeah soon to be garlic bread what are the things called that um like um open like escargot oh yeah or, like, I, yeah i don't know what they're called the escargot like those are very or like mussels like yeah those are like, yeah very specific when i had um during dine la one year uh i don't know i'm not gonna explain dine la for the non-la people look it up uh i went to um oh now i'm forgetting the name of it um, it's gone now. It's in Beverly Hills. Uh, fancy place. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Houston's. No, it's a, it's a, it's a bakery. It's not a steak. Oh. It's a bakery and restaurant. It's famous. And I oh. cannot remember. Bouchon. Bouchon. Bouchon Bistro. I went to Bouchon during Dine LA and got a big bowl of mussels. And it's like a, it's a different, the escargot thing you're talking about is more specific. But yeah. with mussels, you get like a little, a like, tiny spoon. That's yeah. like, the exact size of like the muscle shell to like, or like there's a caviar, um, scooper. 
I've never had caviar. Me neither, but I know what it looks like on TV and movies. Do you remember, and it was a uh, Curb Enthusiasm, which is, as of this recording, coming back tonight. By the time you're hearing this, it's yeah. already out. Uh, was it Christian Slater on Korean Enthusiasm oh, who was playing who, himself? Who, who like, loads up? Piled, yes, like, yes. He had, like, two inches of caviar yes, on top of a cracker. very funny. Uh, all right, did you notice any running jokes or motifs? Um, okay, Joey is dumb. Um, Phoebe has a line about her... <laughs> Her dead mother, which is dark and sad, when they're when they're picking um, partners at the ballet studio. Oh, Phoebe's like my little. <laughs> my dead mother said, "You are it." Yeah, which is sad and dark. Yeah, um, Harry Shearer is like the celebrity guest star. Oh yes, yeah, and then we already talked about like the entitlement of her throwing Monica throwing her bag in the middle of the doorway of the dance studio. <laughs> right. Yeah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Should we move on then? Um, yes, let's to move on to... Season 1, Episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother, Milk. Yes. Or um, Milk, depending on which part of the country <laughs> you're from. Ew. Uh, we're going to say milk for the purposes of this segment. Yeah, I say milk. Yeah. Um, I say a lot of things weird, as you pointed out. You, thank you for not calling me out, because like, I used the word college multiple I times. I know, I know. You did not call me out it's on my Midwestern easy. accent of saying college. It's not easy. Like a like a crow. Co- college. College. <laughs> college. Um, so we start out at McLaren's, and we're celebrating Ted's 28th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have hats. They all have um, weird, like, hamburger plates. <laughs> um, I, yeah, Ro- Robin's, Robin's hamburger looked like... They all looked fake. Do you remember when we were in Berlin? Do you remember I got a hamburger in Berlin? But, like, extra weird, because, like, you think, oh, Germany, hamburger. Right. Makes sense, but... It was at an Australian restaurant. It was out. It was in like that plaza outside the the film museum. Yes, yes, yes. And we, for some reason, we were just like we had just come from the film museum. We had somewhere else to be, and we just had like some time to kill. Thirty five minutes to kill. Yeah. We were like, let's just sit here. Yeah. And I got a burger at an Australian restaurant in Berlin, and it was not good. That's what Robin's what burger looked like. Looked like to well, me. they all had a hamburgers that looked the same, but they had different sides. So Robin had like some lettuce and some like potato chips, like ruffles <laughs> and salad lettuce, not like a dressed salad, just like some lettuce. And she actually ate a piece of lettuce um, in this scene. Anyway. Um, I like when you, but yeah, please call out when people actually eat. Yeah, she I, ate a piece of lettuce. Yeah, no one else touched to... their burgers or their weird, like, fake drinks. Well, I did notice, once again, as you pointed out, like, selection of drinks. Yes. Every, like, it's not there was, like... like, a bourbon, there was a wa- white wine, there was beer. Yeah, every, yeah. Uh, uh, I like that it's not just, like, round of beers for the table. Like, everyone's got their own thing. Yeah. Um, so then we... We have a scene where Barney is showcasing his greatest pickup line. 
where he like talks a woman into giving him her number by like calling in an ambulance and um what does he say like I've fallen for you she's had a great she's had a bad fall yeah yeah no I haven't are you sure because you're an angel yeah it was dumb yeah but I am um, I do like I did like the revelation that the it's not just Barney like the waitress yeah and Ian the two like paramedics yeah like it's not real it's yeah. all like yeah but but like that again like with Chandler mean this is a cruel thing to do and to there's someone. no way you'd give this guy your number after he just like put you through this like no, but, but mental, everyone in psychic the, trauma everyone in the bar is chanting like give him your number <laughs> i don't know yeah but you you probably in your single days did you have a fake number ready to go for a situation like that no, but I would just like no. off the top of my head, like make one up oh, okay. or it would be like mine, but just like a f- the last two digits off. Oh, okay. Uh, you're not like, um, uh, Bojack Horseman who repeatedly gave women the phone number to a sandwich shop in Temecula. <laughs> That's a running joke. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, so also in this uh, episode, Oh, sorry. Uh, we, we skipped the beginning uh, of the episode, the, uh, for, for, um, we do open up a Clarence. I already uh, said that. Uh, for um, but I just need to acknowledge it myself. Uh, for Ted's birthday, he gets a hot plate. He gets like a lasagna <laughs> or something. It's a hot plate, yeah. and Lily has to touch it, which is a Seinfeld. Doesn't Lelaine do that on Seinfeld? Like I don't remember that. Like, be careful! It's it's hot, and she's like, ah. Like she has to touch it. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to. I mean, I'm, don't you? When when they say it's a hot plate, you gotta touch it. Oh yeah, when it's like fajitas and it's like steamy, they like put it down with like the towels, and you're like, yeah, it's, yeah, you gotta touch. It. You gotta touch it. Um, okay, so I guess the whole point of the episode is we are returned to the matchmaking service. It's called Love Solutions, but it was used to be a different company, but it was bought by like a, a meat. I couldn't keep track of the yeah. whole thing. Uh, yeah. I just noticed the actor. I didn't know who he was. Oh, well. He looked like Meatloaf. Um, his name's Eric Allen Kramer. You've seen him in a million things. Yes. Including two different things that we watched on our long list of pandemic shows. Oh, shoot. Um, he's in On Becoming a God in Central Florida. Oh, he's like the main top guy at the pyramid scheme? No, he's the... Like, um, oh, who's the, um, who's his wife is another actress. They're like the ones who seem like they're the Julie successful Bowen. ones. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. like at the top of the pyramid. Oh, I thought you'd be, be, I thought you meant like the guy who's actually no running. It. No, no, no. Uh, the top of the pyramid. They're right. like the, uh, top line or whatever. Uh, yeah. Top line. And it, it turns out to be... Uh, yes, I knew I recognized him. Good uh, call. But he's also in Lodge 49. Okay, he's one of the dudes in the Lodge. He's the, like, um, fireman, and yeah. his wife is, like, having an affair with... Yes, uh, Colleen. Colleen is having an affair with... I can't remember who's the, the sponsor yeah. of... Yeah, yeah. Um, Fred? I don't know. Yeah. But Julie yes. Benz, by the way, not Julie Bowen. Oh, you're right. Becoming a God. Okay. I, it sounded, yeah. Because uh, Julie Bowen obviously would have been on Modern Family during that time. Right. So anyway, Eric Allen Kramer, I don't know. I'm guessing Cameron Mannheim, they just couldn't get her again. She was like, look, I did you guys a favor once yeah. as a big, look, as a big as name know, guest star. Look, as you all know, I'm a huge celebrity. Yeah, Cameron Mannheim, huge yeah. celebrity. You can't afford me. How many Emmys has Eric Allen Kramer won? I actually don't know. 
I'm going to say zero. Um, I'm going to feel like an asshole if it turns out he's got some. (laughs) So in the first episode with this matchmaking company, there was like a specific algorithm. Um, But in this episode, they've narrowed it down to one. And everything that meets, he talks about the Mosby checklist. So he has a series of um, checks that he has to find in a woman um, or a partner, like... um, she has to want to get married, have a son or daughter. Favorite food is lasagna. Favorite book is um, Love in the, the Time of Cholera. Cholera. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, they say she has to play bass like Kim Deal from or the Breeders Kim or Kim Gordon for yeah. Sonic Youth. Yeah. I guess they're just sticking to Kim's because I was like, where's the love for Tina Weymouth from Talking Heads as long as we're talking about like famous, uh, you know female bassists. Well, I think the joke was just talking just about Kim's. Kim's. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have been... I just wanted to no. give some respect to Tina Weymouth. And that I guess you're only it. talking about... Because what about, like, uh, Melissa Auftermar from Hole? We're not... We're talking about Kim, specifically. You're not getting the joke. No, I'm just saying there are a lot of women who play bass. We're not talking about bassists. We're talking about Kim's who play bass. But his thing is just women... He wants a woman who plays... He doesn't, like... All right. He doesn't require that her name be Kim. They just only named Kim's. Okay. I'm just saying there are other great female bassists. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So he wants to meet this one person who is his perfect match. And, you know, he is, he goes to meet her. He reads the file and he's like, oh, she really is my perfect match. So he's waiting for her at McLaren's. He gets a call from Lily who has, um, who is stranded in Dutchess County Right. Yeah, I meant to look up what that where that is because we're we're not New Yorkers. Dutchess County, because lately she's been um, getting insomnia and she's having a lot of maybe second thoughts or just some anxiety about the life that she could have led um, instead of just you know marrying Marshall. So she's actually driving for an interview to a art fellowship. There's a art fellowship in San Francisco, but there's an interview in. Uh, New Haven. New Haven, Connecticut. Um, yeah, so that's, that's weird. She blows a tire, I think, on... She gets a flat of She gets sort. a flat yeah. on um, Marshall's car, but she want, she doesn't want Marshall to know, obviously, that she's going to this interview and having insomnia and having all these second thoughts. So she calls Ted. He goes out there. Um, she um, decides that she wants to, you know, go to the interview and she never made mistakes before. So she wants her chance to make a mistake. Um, whether, you know, she, she loves Marshall, but she is, um, just having a lot of, uh, thoughts around it. She cries. She's really, really good. Um, Alison Hannigan, great scene. Like it really is. It was like her tears were like, it just felt, you know, so genuine. And especially because it was so well established in the previous episode uh, about her, like, you know, her like with scooter and and all her plans that that they got sort of set aside when she met Marshall. This, this isn't coming out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So she's so good. And she has this heartfelt, um, conversation with Ted about, um, you know, never making mistakes and wanting to wanting to make a mistake just to see how it will go. Um, the mean, like, so she says, like, you know, Marshall is like so ready to get married. He's not doing anything crazy like this. And then we see what yeah. Marshall's been up to. Um, before we move on to Marshall, though, I want to tell you, <laughs> but this is the nature of the. I had like the perfect segue oh, conversation. No, 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 it's ruined. Go. What'd you say? 
But you said it's rude. No, I said, oh. but go. Uh, I, th- I thought we were. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, no, that's what. Yeah. I feel very bad now. No, no, no you're fine. <laughs> uh, you asked about Dutchess County. It's. <laughs> I feel so bad right now. I hope it's worth it. <laughs> Tell us about Dutchess County. <laughs> no, um, it's the, um, okay. It's located in the mid Hudson region of the Hudson Valley. The county seat is Poughkeepsie. Okay. Um, I was going to say I had more like jokes to make about, well, I wasn't sure. I was going to ask more about, do you think like Lily doesn't have AAA <laughs> apparently, but also like, is that cause she, she grew up in New York city. She probably never even like, why she probably have, never like, had a yeah. car of right. her own. You yeah. know, do they even like maintain driver's license? I guess. T- I don't know. I mean, yeah, she, clearly she knows how to drive because she drives Marshall's car. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I feel like I have ruined everything. Well, you stomped all over my segue into um, Marshall and Barney's shenanigans at the office. Okay. Because she says like, yeah, let's set it up again. No, we're not going to set it up again. The damage <laughs> is done. So she was basically saying like, well, Marshall's like, why isn't Marshall going crazy? And we see what Marshall's been up to, which is getting into hijinks at the office with Barney. Um, So he is now in the title of executive mischief consultant to Barney. Yeah. Um, Barney has this like feud with um, another man in another um, like law practice in a, in a building across the way that they're spying on. So they're, they're doing horrible things to their food and coffee, um, like pranking each other. Yeah. Played by Nate Torrance, who uh, might be recognizable to the people who watched studio 60 on the sunset strip. He looked familiar, but I didn't want, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I didn't watch that. But his last name is Butterfield. I didn't his, he had a funny first name. Oh, did he? Yeah. But they, I guess they just, the rest of the episode, they just call him Butterfield, call him, so that's all yeah. I remember. Um, but when, it, yeah, when they introduce him, it, it's like Lance Butterfield or something funny. <laughs> um, so at one point, one of the pranks is like to get 100 um, mice and to anger them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and somehow ship them to Butterfield. Ship them to Butterfield. Um, yeah, they do like horrible things to their food and sandwiches and coffee and then watch the other person once they find out. No, it's rude. It's mean. Um, so yeah, that's what Marshall and Barney are up to. And then let's see what else happens. Um, so after Lily leaves Ted stranded, he calls Robin and Robin picks him up. Um, she comes in her news van. She's wearing a hat. (laughs) And the reason why she's wearing a hat is because she got bad highlights Mm-hmm. And there's a funny joke about highlights. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, there's a fun. So we could talk about this in fashion, but when she takes off her hat, it's supposed to be like a joke because she has like chunky highlights. But I feel like at that time that was kind of, yeah, I, I didn't know. Like I didn't think it looked good, but I didn't know that it was especially, I, I, yeah, I don't it know. It didn't look about, espe- like I expected something like wild and it wasn't, it just kind of looked like new tacky. chunky yeah. highlights. Um, okay. What else? Um, <laughs> Ted decides that he doesn't want to meet, um, his perfect match because he's in love with Robin and is very sweet. But Lily and Marshall, 
are annoyed and upset. Which I kind of am too, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Like, quit making this thing. Because quit trying to make this thing happen. There's a whole conversation about the Mosby checklist and how uh, Robin doesn't meet any of those. It's like quite the opposite. Yeah, she says, more like love in the time of why bother Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also she doesn't want kids, she which like kids. tip of the hat to how many mother representing out there for people, women in particular, who just yeah. don't want kids, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. And she hates lasagna, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Wait, yeah. but do you she, like lasagna? I think everyone likes lasagna because she's like, ugh, barf. Like, right. I guess there is a version of bad lasagna, but if yeah. you like noodles and pasta sauce, like, it's it's good. Yeah, and cheese and... Well, if you like a, if you like ground beef or whatever, you don't. But I don't. But I love like a spinach, spinach lasagna. lasagna. There you go. I had like some really uh, good vegan I want lasagna. Some spinach lasagna. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. What are you? What are your observations? Um, I, uh, I I thought I, I feel bad about before. About interrupting. Oh, no, no, Like, no. I thought, like... We both do that. Okay. I was just so proud of my my segue. And I stepped all over. Yeah, but you you had no idea. It's fine. Um, but, uh, so to go back to uh, Ted's sort of idea of his future, it's very oh. embarrassing that he wants to name his kids Luke and Leia. It's very embarrassing, yeah. But I also, like, you have to remind... I, I guess I have to remind myself this is, like, before... Disney bought Star Wars before, you know, there was Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And, like, Star Wars was already pretty ubiquitous and mostly annoying in 2006, but it wasn't what it is now. So, like, Mm -hmm. it was still maybe... Because this is also pre, like, Marvel movies being the biggest thing in the universe. Like, maybe in 2006 it was still a little, like endearingly nerdy like oh that's nerdy but not like oh that's disgustingly basic Mm -hmm. to want to name your kids luke and leia yeah um i also failed to mention that um when you know ted comes to the realization that he doesn't want to meet um the perfect match he has a vision of his wedding and he's looking at like staring he's staring into the crowd and robin is crying yeah um well, I'm glad you brought us back to that, actually, because I have a policy of mentioning when there's good music on either show. Oh, Roxy course. Music. Roxy Music. Yeah. Mother of Pearl. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. song. Yeah. It's a great song. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to your funniest moment. Moments. One at a time, I guess. Um, well, you, I know what yours is, and that <laughs> was one of mine, but I didn't write it, write it down. <laughs> Do you have another one, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, when they're talking about making mistakes at the end, they're having that, like, kind of, so Lily and Ted, like, have this understanding about the mistakes that Lily was talking about and wanting to make mistakes. Marshall is totally in the dark about this whole analogy with, like, making mistakes. So the milk <laughs> was a mistake, and they're talking about how important the milk was, and she was using the milk as an analogy for the like art school fellowship yeah. and no, like I, I got the milk, but I decided against it. So they're yeah. using milk to represent so many different things. Uh, would you rather have a milk fellowship or a donut fellowship? Donut fellowship. <laughs> Obviously I hate milk. Um, and Marshall just says like, look guys, I know milk is important. <laughs> and of course, like Marshall is always going to have like the best line cause he's a dream right. boat in every yeah. way. 
Um, all right, yeah, we, we, we tipped what mine is, but I don't know if the listeners, uh, if they, I'm, I'm certain there are people listening to this who didn't actually watch the episodes. So, um, when, when Robin says, I got highlights, Ted says, oh, for the waiting room of your dental practice, <laughs> which is like, I feel like 21st century, like mainstream comedy, there's a lot of like overly wordiness. Yeah. Even like going back to the nineties, cause you see it in like friends when, when Chandler's like, like I have good news and Chandler's like, uh, the fifth dentist caved and they're all recommending Trident now. It's right. like, it's too wordy, too wordy for like, the joke. Yeah. I feel like I might've repeated, I might've said this earlier, but like it was one of my big problems with season two of Ted Lasso that there's like multiple parts where the rest of the cast just has to like, uh huh. Just wait for Ted mm-hmm. to get out his like analogy or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but this, like, I think I know brevity is the soul of wit, but I think that Josh Radner really did. Oh, for the waiting room of your dental practice. Yeah. Like it was perfect. It was a yeah. perfect amount of time. The perfect, like yeah. beat before reacting. It was that definitely the, the funniest line of the episode for me. Yeah. Should we move on to how I met your mother, but make it fashion? Yeah. Um, we discussed Robin's highlights. Um, I like the hat that she was wearing. She was wearing a hat to cover up the, the bad highlights. It looked adorable, but I thought it looked cute. Yeah. It was like, how do you describe it? It was like, like a bonnet, like yeah, a but like knit, a knit bonnet, but like a cold, I feel it was like a fleece. Ear like flaps. it was head ear flap. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. A crocheted, ear flap bonnet it was cute um yeah that was mine too but uh as a runner-up i'll say as much as i don't like barney's greatest pickup line ever or whatever uh i liked his outfit there it was another like kind of like harry shooter another blue on blue but it worked right. for me it was like I, I almost wanted to pause the episode and see it was because it was like midnight blue his suit but it looked like it might have been corduroy Hmm. Did you notice that it was like, it was a, there were, it was yeah. a casual, like a thicker material. There is a lot of cor- corduroy on this show in jackets. Yeah. Um, but a corduroy suit, I feel like is pants. more rare, but he, and then he also had a weird graphic tie that like, I think some people might've found it ugly, but it was like a blue tie and it had all these blue, this blue like figure repeated, but hmm. then every once in a while the figure was in red instead of blue. So it was like a blue and red tie. Hmm. It was, it was a cool, I liked the outfit. Um, I'm noticing on the show that they all like kind of have costumes. Like it's cause Ted is always in like the corduroy jacket with, with the, the patches, shirt right? and patches, the, yeah. yeah. And then Lily's always in like a tight fitting, like low cut camisole with either like a, um, like a sweat, like a, like a sweater. Yeah. What Cardi- else does cardigan. Lily always have though? Necklace statement necklaces. Always, yeah, I was hoping you'd say statement necklace again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they're it's all very costumey. Robin yeah. has low cut jeans with like a V neck tank top. Yeah. With like maybe some like strange um, layers. It doesn't work. She's always playing with layers. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for it. But and and uh, Marshall's thing is that he's hot, right? Yeah. He looks good in everything. <laughs> um, as far as running jokes and motifs, this is the first, this episode includes the first of what will become multiple references to Ted's 30th birthday party. Right. And a goat in the bathroom. Right. Um, we don't know how that goat got in the bathroom. Yeah, but it's a fun, like, it's a fun thing for the writers to say, like, in season one, like, okay, if we're still doing this in season three, 
this is a problem we have to solve now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, in a very different way. I remember like, um, the, uh, season like five premiere of, uh, breaking bad has him like at a Denny's and he buys like oh. an enormous gun in the trunk of yeah. like in the parking lot of the Denny's. And apparently the writers are like, had no, they had no plan for that. They were we like, just want to get, we there. wrote this in yeah. and now we, we have to include him buying this huge gun and yeah. include this huge gun in the series finale. And it, uh, I don't know. It worked. I'm not, uh, I'm always hesitant to be too praising of breaking bad. Cause I feel like people in general are too praising of breaking bad. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, we like it, but we don't like people who like it. I just, I, I feel like what it represents I guess if you I always compare the series finales of Lost and Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad did that sort of fan service thing of like wrapping up every loose end. Right. And like that's what people feel like they want. And Breaking Bad did it well. And I have to I get to say it's satisfying. But I've always been bothered by the backlash to the Lost series finale, which is like weird and messy and doesn't answer a lot of stuff. But I feel like emotionally is more. Uh, uh, effective yeah. and I feel like it feel it comes more from the, uh, the 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 producing creators like doing what they felt they wanted to do not what the audience wanted them yeah. to do I know I'm on a tangent well no point. I mean we've um, been talking a lot about Sopranos because we're always we're resigned to always watching Sopranos every Sunday night we are yeah. going to watch an episode yeah always and once it ends we're going to start over again but I was really satisfied with the finale in ways that so many people were not. Yeah. But I the fact it. that it makes us like curious and we all, we could all like speculate. I feel like that's yeah. part of the fun. Yeah. Well, let's uh, put a pin in this conversation for a few years because, uh, the how I met your mother series finale oh. is very divisive, uh, or to the point of mostly not that well liked. But uh, okay. we'll talk about well, this know, in a few years. I know. Oh, okay. Let's pretend you don't. Okay. Just like I pretend I don't. Did you notice any running jokes and motifs that I didn't? There were like a, no catchphrase. Like Barney has so many catchphrases and he didn't, he didn't say suit up. He yeah. didn't say, have you met Ted? Yeah. Um, well, I noticed, you know, they're always you're, like the musical taste is often like boasted. So I noticed that when the talking about the Robins and then the Roxy music, like the writers definitely know what they're doing when it comes to music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. also weird food at McLaren's. Yeah. It's weird that McLaren's is like a full. Yeah. Kitchen. Like, yeah. But they've had like, like there's hamburgers, but I've seen like burritos. Like we've seen like what comes on a hot plate, you know? So there's yeah. obviously like chicken marsala. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I guess it's kind of like a, like, um, gastro pub, but yeah, the food looked weird and gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. As much as I want to hang out at McLaren's, I don't know if I need to eat there. Yeah. I don't want to eat that. Maybe food. some wings. I feel like they might have decent wings. Um, similarities, similarities and differences between the two episodes. Anything that, I have a few. Uh, oh, okay. Um, one, this was very small, but, um, painting, um, Lily is considering right. going to school for a painting and art fellowship. And then Monica, um, talks about how she wanted to be a painter. She could have been, if she, she could have been, supplies. if she had the supplies. Um, also animal cruelty. 
in okay. both episodes. Wait, what? Uh, what am I missing in the How Many Mother? What was the? Oh, the mice. Oh, the mice. Those poor mice. So she, they went and bought mice, and then they didn't even think like the the secretary or the administrative assistant like was like, Crazy. "Are you gonna are you gonna poke holes in that box?" And yeah. they're like, "Oh no, we didn't think of that." Yeah, they're not not smart. Not what kind smart. of mice were those? Those were just like little pinky mice that you can like go, feeder mice you can go to the snake. pet store and buy them for your snake but they're still like living beings that yeah shouldn't be used for this purpose yeah in the Butterfield's way that not worth it. no animal actor should be we we've talked about this before yeah yeah i'm with you i'm glad you had some similarities and differences i didn't pick anything out generally anything else uh, nope that's it well let's move on to playing favorites It's going to be a tough one, but I'm it looking is. forward to and you. I'm actually just trying to figure it out now. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to you. Okay, counting us down. Okay, three, two, one. How Friends. I Met Your Mother. <gasps> is this the first time we've had opposites? I think like, so. I mean, we've had. I think so. We've had opposites the other way. Yes, but and we this, liked each other's show. And better. this was not an easy decision, but I think it narrowed down to. Um, Allison Hannigan. She was so good. Yeah. And that did it for me. I guess it's funny you mentioned that because that was kind of what, uh, what did it for me with friends was the idea that like Monica also has like sort of a, some like realizations, Yeah, yeah. but friends didn't stop being funny. As good as Allison yes. Hannigan is, yes. that scene is like a dramatic scene for yes. the most part. And I guess, I was, I'm just saying like friends was funnier. Friends was a funny, I think that was the, that that was the, but we're uh, playing favorites. We're not playing funniest, but I'm saying if that, if it went in a tie, that's usually going to be the tiebreaker for me is which episode is, is funnier. And also part of it is just like me (laughs) saying farewell, Marcel, bon voyage, Marcel. I'm so glad to be done with this. You might want to bite your tongue. Oh no. You might want to bite. Wait, do the friends go to San Diego? That's, that would be fun. I'm just saying you might want to bite your tongue. Well, I'm not going to do that now because I'm talking. Chomp it. Uh, (laughs) anything else you want to know about Dutchess County while I've got this Wikipedia, uh, up, uh, population estimate, 294,218. All right, let's get to our other segments let's get to our regular segments uh we'll start with my favorite segment to introduce which is called how were we doing in which we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes first aired thursday april thursday april 27th 1995 is the day that friends season one episode 21 the one with the fake monica aired um Notable thing that happened. Here's one notable thing hmm. that that happens um, happened this day. Not that you will care about this, but uh, Coors Field, the home of the Denver Rockies, opens first game ever played in Coors Field. And Denver, the Denver Rockies won. They beat the Mets eleven to nine hmm. in fourteen innings. Went into, oh, went wow. into overtime. Um, so that's the 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 main thing as far as. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. Making its first appearance on the list at number one, a song that I know you like, and I'm going to attempt embarrassingly to sing, this is how we do it, this is how we do it. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. It's a great song. Um, I find it kind of annoying, but I remember one time we were at... 
karaoke at Los Amigos in Burbank uh-huh. and a dude like just nailed this is how we do it and yeah. was like walking into the crowd with the mic oh, and yeah. like so good like singing directly at people yeah. like sometimes I get annoyed like people who don't live in Los Angeles and maybe New York's like this too people who don't live in Los Angeles you're able to just go to karaoke like and with your work friends and yeah like it's in in Los Angeles you can do that, but you're also competing with people who are like Actual aspiring singers, singers who are trying, yes. like hoping to be discovered yes. or whatever. And that's kind of what this guy I think maybe was a little bit. Yeah. But I still loved it. It like, worked like yeah. the crowd work. It was, yeah. It was great. But I, it's sometimes it's very annoying. We're at karaoke at like little bar in La Brea or whatever. Right. And we're like having fun. And then someone decides to like Belt step out. up and do yeah. a John legend song and just nail it. It's like, yeah. well, we were all having okay. fun singing yeah. Jim Blossom songs and shit. You ruined and now, it. Like yeah. it's all serious. All right. So that's number one. Number two, TLC's red light special. Uh, number three, Adina Howard freak like me. I don't know that song. Okay. Uh, number four, soul for real candy rain. And number five, real McCoy Runaway. Okay, um, I know the freak song, but I'm not going to sing it. Okay. Um, the cover of Life magazine in April 1985 was uh, had a baby on it. It's about hereditary illnesses. That's sad. Mm. On May 8th, Monday, May 8th, 2006, which is the day that season one, episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother Milk aired. I remember this. Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad writes to United States President George W. Bush, marking the first time in 27 years that an Iranian president has written to a U.S. president. Do you remember that? It was a big um, deal at the time. I do. And he'd written a, a letter. I think I remember like going to like a poetry jam and like people like doing poetry jam about like writing the about Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Huh. Um, I didn't go to a lot of poetry jams. Don't worry, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> it wasn't does, like, that, does that come through? <laughs> uh, this now, yeah. It wasn't like a spoken word poetry. It wasn't like um, it used to. I don't know if it still happened because this was 15 years ago. Um, but you know where the what's it called the Melrose Trading Post flea market is? Yes. It's at Fairfax High School. Yes. So the the theater at Fairfax High School has its own building and own, ent- own entrance on Fairfax, if you can picture okay. it. They used to have, in the evening, Poetry. it, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't through the high school. They just used the high school space in their little, like, black box theater. Okay. Um, they used to have, like, a weekly or monthly, like, poetry, poetry jam thing. Slam. Um, okay. And my, the girl I was dating at the time, her friend went regularly, and so we went with her. Um, so that's... A memory that I have. Uh, <laughs> all right, top five songs in the U.S. on May, Monday, May 2006. At number one, Rihanna's SOS. Mm-mm. I don't remember how that one goes. Uh, Daniel Powder's Bad Day. Mm. Sean Paul's Temperature. Uh, now, last week, we both said we didn't know the song Riding by Chameleon Air. Okay. But a uh, longtime listener of both this show and Battleship Retention, Yuhani, uh, commented, like, are you guys joking? It's... Um, they see me rolling. Oh, they hate okay. trying to catch me riding dirty. So I guess I just thought I thought that song was called "Riding Dirty," yeah. And I didn't know that the artist was Chameleon Air, yeah. So apparently, we do know that song, and of course, just not by its title. Well, and of course, like most regular sane people, were more familiar with the Weird Al song "White and Nerdy," right? Than with "Riding Dirty," yeah. Uh, and then rounding out number five, Ti, what you know, yes. Um, 
Should I look at the... Yeah, I can't do these. Every Life magazine is... Uh, every Life magazine covers one of those covers that it's like a bunch of different pictures making one picture. Right, yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is that? I'm just curious. But I think we've seen this one before. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think this link is broken. I think that's actually not... It's Marilyn Monroe. Why would Marilyn Monroe... I don't know. Okay. Uh, so that's how are we doing? Mm-hmm. Our final segment is called challenge accepted mm-hmm. in which we make predictions about what's going to happen on next week's episode based on the titles of that episode. Those are the first we have to revisit our predictions from last week. Mm-hmm. And I, my prediction was that Monica gets single white femaled, mm-hmm. which is kind of true. Do I get it? I mean, but Honestly, is, like I said, mathematically, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So but maybe I I'll think, give myself a point just to. I think you get it. Um, but I kind of also get it because it, like someone was using milk to bake something. And in the first scene of how I met your mother, Lily was making pancakes. Oh, but she didn't use that milk no, to make the, the milk pancakes. Was bad. The milk was bad. Okay, now never mind. Like raises the question, like, how did you make those pancakes? Well, you could use the one with just adding water. No, that's right. You use the one just adding water. Okay, so I get the point there. Again, you're still mathematically going to win. Um, but at least I'm a little bit less embarrassed. And, of course, Eric Allen Kramer replacing Cameron Mannheim reminds me, we are still at a dead heat on, t- uh, on uh, <laughs> in terms of whether or not Cameron Mannheim is a big enough star so to count as a guest star. So a few people have said she's not a big enough and some celebrity. Said she we had. said celebrity guest star. Right. So, so does, does she does qualify? Does Cameron Mannheim count as a celebrity And I know that star. she's a movie star as she's in, you know. But she's more of a TV star. She's got multiple Emmys. TV star, but a celebrity. Practice. Is she going to be on Us Weekly on the cover? I don't know. I could see her being Are my the, parents going to know like, who she is? Parade marshal somewhere is that the, what, what do they call it is she gonna be like hunted by tmz i bet tmz has people yeah parked outside Cameron house. okay <laughs> all right so uh let's move on uh to our actual predictions once i For call this up yes yeah, so uh, i will start friends season one episode 22 is called the one with the ick factor the one with the ick factor. Um, the one with the ick. The ick factor. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to play it safe and say that um, it's a gay joke. Ooh. That Chandler and Joey are like. That's the ick factor? The idea, like someone thinks they're. A couple or something. Okay. Okay. Um, we didn't get a lot of... Did we get a lot of gay panic in no, this episode? No, we did get a bad penis joke, but we didn't get we the did. gay panic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Someone thinks Joey and Chandler, Chandler are a couple and they get grossed out like the pre pubescent idiots they are twerps twerps <laughs> they are <laughs> all right so now you get to pick mm-hmm. or you get to predict what's happening in the season one finale of how many mother which means in two weeks we do friends and are we sticking with the mystery diners idea 
I mean, I like that. Okay. What are other, are other ideas? So uh, the other idea, here's the ideas we've had so far, both on and off air. One of them I don't want to say because I, I was going to say let the listeners vote, but I had an idea that I think the listeners would vote for that I don't want to do. Which is? Okay, well, it's, the, the two ideas we had is, A, we watch an episode of Mystery Diners, which is probably what we'll do, I think. <laughs> Seems the most fun. Yeah. B, we watch an episode of another sitcom that aired in the 2005-2006 season to oh, replace okay. On Many Mother. I, B, go ahead. I have another theory. Or... The third idea that I had that would be fun, but it would take much more time is that we watch a movie that one of the cast of one of the two shows we watched. We have a lot to choose from. uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall or Fools Rush In or like Ace Ventura, Bruce Almighty, The Avengers. uh, What else? American Pie. Um Josh Radner's movie that he directed, which has the most embarrassing name of all time. Happy. Thank you more, please. (laughs) Um, I mean, how would Um, we even choose that there? I mean, there would be so much to choose from. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow. Like, I mean, they're just, yeah. Courtney caught, like they're all in so many movies. So I had another idea and we thought about like, we, we should stick with, comedy sitcoms with like friend groups. So I was thinking we're already watching happy endings or we could do Seinfeld. I just like the idea that like it's consistent with like group of friends in different eras compare and contrast, but maybe that's too samey. Are there enough friend group sitcoms set in New York that we could make that like could we do mm. like living single would be a big well one. if we wanted because we for um happy endings in chicago yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but like that's the th- the main thing that like friends and how many have in common or one of the main things is that they're new york and they're friends i don't know um you do seinfeld seinfeld counts living single living single could be fun um I'm sure I'm drawing a blank on, I don't know, Zoe Duncan, Jack and James. Anybody remember that show? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, two Girls, a Guy in a Pizza was Place? Was gonna... that in New York, though? I, it's been so long since I've... It's a pizza place. Yeah, why, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, why not? And also, we don't know the availability of all these shows right. is. Living I have single. looked up. Living Single was available. Yeah. I looked it up because I, I want to talk about Living Single. Um, so let, let's let the listeners weigh in in the next week or so yeah yeah don't dilly dally because we gotta so we have some options the movies mystery diners or friend group sitcom right takes place in new york and we also reserve the right to ignore what the listeners vote on and and just just do mystery diners because (laughs) that's what we want to (laughs) do all right um sorry so season one episode 22 the season one finale of how i made your mother is called come on yeah. Or maybe it's come on. Or maybe it's come on. Oh, come on. But it's called come on. Okay. I think that this is going to be a wedding episode. Is it too soon for the Marshall and Lily wedding? The timeline would put that too soon. Yeah. The timeline puts the wedding sometime in the summer because it was early. Oh, right. Okay. It was May 1st when the episode aired when they said two months. So if you're assuming that okay. it's roughly the same time, early July is okay. I just think the f- like season finale, wouldn't it be anyway? Okay. So it's going to be a big episode. It's not going to be a wedding necessarily. Yeah. 
So I have so. to decide who says come on and what it's in reference to? No. That's just the only information you're given. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Robin is going to say it like, oh, come on. And she's going to be exasperated with Ted. Ooh. Robin so had it with up to here <laughs> with Ted. Theodore Mosby. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think Theodore Mosby is going to be like make a declarative love statement. Do you do you put that part down too, no. or just that Robin's fed fed up? Robin's fed up. She's had it up to here. She's had it up to and here. She like bats her neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we did it. That's seasons one, episodes twenty one of Both Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Um, this is my least favorite episode of the show so far because I. Uh, Interrupted you and it was very rude. You got called out for it. No, you just got. Uh, I, I, Shane, I should be sitting that. in the corner over there with a dunce with cap. With a dunce cap on is how what I should be doing. Yeah, I'm a real. You're going to be in the doghouse. I'm, I'm a real interrupting Igor. <laughs> um, no, I, I should have let it go. <laughs> you just liked your segue. A lot. Yeah. Well, I feel. I'm bad. a real segue, Sally. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we did it. Thank you for putting up with me. Natalie, uh, you listeners can find me at battleshipretention.com. That's where my other podca- podcast is. That's where episodes of this podcast are. If you want to comment, like Yuhani did, setting us straight about Chameleonaire, uh, you can find movie reviews there, all sorts of stuff. You can email, well, most importantly, you can email us at the one where yes. I met your mother at gmail.com. Yes, rate and review. Yeah, rate and review on iTunes. Um, follow me, David, on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Now, uh, Natalie, remind the listeners where they can find you on the internet. Well, they can't. No, you probably can't. Just, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Um, but let us know what we should do when the, when we have friends, we have to pair friends with something. So let us know. Weigh in. Yeah. It's the one where I met your mother at gmail.com or you can comment at battleshippretension.com or I guess you can tweet me at Davey Pretension. Uh, anyway, um, any, any way you can do it, you'll, um, uh, we'll 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 tally your votes. We got a four star review on iTunes. I think, okay, I, I, think I told you, but uh, we had a five star, which is very. We talked about that because that was the one where the guy pointed out that the theme music was too quiet. Hopefully, mm, hopefully that's been fixed. I mean, I think I fixed it. No one's complained uh, since then. And we're not listening to this, <laughs> especially not after I made a fool of myself. It was no, a real, no, I was a real mansplaining, mansplaining Manuel in this episode, wasn't I? A real mansplaining Mannheim. <laughs> Uh, Okay, well, thanks uh, for the four-star review. Thanks uh, for listening. Until next time, see you at the Scranton Zoo. (laughs) 